When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. We are four wide today. Luke Stuckmeyer, Jared Willis, Ryan Herrera, and Cody Del Mendo. As we continue on in January, we've got um, got a lot of stuff for you today. We're going to go over what Ryan gathered, right? You're, uh... Yeah, well, I was going to say you said Cody Del Mendo according to Dustin Allen. It's slow Mendo. Oh, slow men don't the yeah, they're, they're the It's always my they're fault. Violent. It's always my fault. <laughs> we were on time today, though. <laughs> we were, yeah, it is 121, and that, that like, did it change yeah. to 121 during the 30-second countdown, or <laughs> whatever? I feel like yeah, we're all going at it right now. There's, there's a lot of uh, yeah. Predictions. Catches a lot of flack in the, in the slap, in these chats. I've noticed. Yeah, I think it was like a 2023 uh, resolution for people to pile on yeah. Cody. That was man. Whatever to make people feel better, man. If it, also whatever it get that gets them to come here, that's fine. Yeah, that's okay. true. That is true. Uh, so Ryan did sort of a mailbag roundtable thing. We're going to talk a little bit about. We're going to uh, do our bold predictions. So we're not saying mild or mediocre predictions or easy to predict. We're trying to throw stuff out into the universe that's so bold it's just going to blow your mind. That's coming up a little bit in the podcast. Uh, I do want to start real quick with, I mean, obviously the injury last night, uh, the cardiac arrest for uh, DeMar Hamlin on Monday Night Football was like, it was everywhere on the internet. Mm -hmm. I was happy that at the moment I wasn't watching live um, and I didn't, I didn't cave in and go back and watch the video. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see it ever. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and that's the type of thing I don't think anybody needs to see to relive. But I thought it was important, A, to mention it because it's professional sports and it's what we talk about. But B, um, Joe from Obvious Shirts once again stepping up and doing something cool. He doesn't want the attention for it, but we're going to give it because we think it can go for a good cause. He's donating at Joe from Obvious Shirts any sales from today, not just like 5% or 30% or 20%, 100% of what he sells today. He's donating to Hamlin's foundation, which, you know, I mean, I, I think it's really cool. Um, I don't think he's doing it for attention because he does this type of stuff all the time. And it's also something that people will forget tomorrow. You know, it, it's not something that people will talk about forever. It's just, it may not end up being a ton of money. I hope it is. So if you're thinking about buying an obvious shirt to uh, anytime in the future, you know, beginning of the year, maybe get a little money for the holidays good place to use it a great place to yeah. go to his foundation apparently he is uh still in critical condition um and they put him to sleep put a tube down him to help him breathe but the scenario that they were able to get his heartbeat back on the field was at least a positive sign did you guys see it live or no no i, I was watch. flipping i was flipping through the bulls game in that game and uh 
Donovan Mitchell puts up 71 last night and still the Monday night football game blew my mind more than, than that. So that's yeah. how big of a deal that, that that situation was. I saw the video online, obviously. Yeah. It, it took minutes for that to happen. Um, yeah, no, very cool from uh, Joe Joe Johnson. Uh, I'd seen that tweet, but I didn't – I guess I – I thought he was just sharing like his found like Demar Hamlin's foundation, but to see that he's actually donating yeah. all his sales from today too, that's really cool. And uh, yeah, it just speaks to the type of person that he is as someone who knows him, someone who I have. I, is it is there is there too many obvious shirts to have? Like I have, my entire closet is full of them. Um, yeah, he's 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 got a great company. He's a great person. Is everyone who works with them? They're great people. So definitely worth uh, the time to you know, donate to a good cause. I see Shane saying 4.4 million. I'm sure that is the GoFundMe, not the amount of t-shirts that yeah. Joe has sold today. He, but, no. I know he had like, there was a GoFundMe that DeMar had had for, um, it was a fundraiser for children, for gifts for children. Mm -hmm. That Foundation, yeah. And I think if I understood it correctly, it was like an old link from a long time ago that was still live. Um, and he had initially set a goal of like $2,500. This might've been back from when he was in college. Mm -hmm. And then last night after all this happened, then everybody picked it up and and now it's yeah, like 4.4 million. I know it was up over three when I woke up this morning. So for 4 million, I, I believe it. Yeah. We're not, yeah. you know, I, I'm not saying I'm like, uh, Dan rather here breaking the news, but it's this, from what I read, it sounds like it was, a cardiac contusion like a, a bruise or hit to the heart when he made the tackle and then it kind of can send your at least this is what i've read can send your wiring just kind of haywire right like and, and that can i don't know if you've heard this but i know that can happen in baseball like um a baseball can hit you know a pitch or a line drive can hit somebody in the chest just the wrong way at just the wrong yes. time and i mean it's that's scary stuff that's when you you know Fantasy football scores, all of those things are just totally irrelevant. So still matter. When I, when I watched the replay, it looked like a normal football play. Mm -hmm. Like it wasn't some like gruesome injury that looked like. It's just the fact that you know he got up and then just collapsed. I think that's what has yeah. everyone like you know yeah. very upset or you know you know feeling feeling it today. And um, I mean. I know that they've done things to make make guys more protected in the NFL these days, um, but I've never seen like something like that happen on the no. football field. We've seen some gruesome injuries, you know, Johnny Knox. If you want to use the Bears as one, uh, but like I've never seen anything yeah. like that. And like you know, all those guys who've had those gruesome injuries, it's not like their life was on the line. This it felt like this guy's life was on the line in that moment. So. Um, I guess that's my perspective on it, on how we should look at it. So, um, yeah, yeah, I, I, it's, I, just, it's crazy. The way I, I looked at it was was just it was insane. The I don't know how true the whole you have five minutes to warm up kind of thing. I I think from reading about it, like right. that was more procedure kind of thing than anything. Um, and I guess mm -hmm. the NFL eventually made the right call to not make them play the game. Um, just the fact that it took an hour, like I couldn't imagine. Like Luke, you mentioned something like that happening in baseball. I couldn't imagine, you know, being in the press box and then expecting the Cubs and whatever opponent they're facing right. try to play a game after something like that happens on a field. Like I, I couldn't imagine that. It's like when Daryl Kyle passed away, you know, and, and Joe Girardi had to come out and say, we're not playing this game. Yeah. This is, this is too important, you know. I mean, you have to remember that the guys on the field are not only – teammates a lot of them are really close friends and their families are close and i mean even if you didn't know the person and were friends with the person on the field and whatever the sport might be if you see somebody go down like that at any workplace it's gonna it's gonna be something that's gonna bother you the rest of the day so anyways i wanted to point out uh, joe from obby shirts if, if you're thinking about buying a shirt today's the day to do it um and it's certainly for a good cause. Now, Ryan, you at allchgo.com, you had kind of like a round table. Jared was part of it. Mm -hmm. And it was, what do you want to see in 2023, right? That was sort of yes. the gist of the round table. Um, I, I did like right off the top, Brendan Miller saying he wants, this is, this is the, 
if there was one comment in it where I thought, yep, I'm on board with that. And I was on board with 99, I think, percent of the stuff that was said. Brendan was like, I want to see the young position player prospects add value to the major league team like the pitching prospects did in 2022. I don't know if that's possible, but if the Cubs were able to do that, if you were able to have Matt Mervis and or Brennan Davis or PCA at the end of the team, or maybe it's a young pitcher, you know, I would even consider, I would consider Cody Hoyer even in this group, you know, despite the injury and the time that he spent in the major leagues already. If those guys can start to impact the team the way prospects did last year, the Cubs will be in good shape if they can continue to make that prospect. Do you think it's possible that the position players could do it? I know Cody Hoyer has a shot to be maybe a closer, um, but it really, really we're talking about the position players. Yeah, I think looking at that, I know Brennan Davis is the big one. Um, we uh, Tommy Birch at the Des Moines Register, uh, mm-hmm. Cody, you sent that link to us. Um, kind of got an update from Cubs Vice President of Player Development, Jared Banner, saying that pretty much he's full go, right? Like no, no, like nothing kind of stopping him from doing baseball activities right now. Um, should be good to go for spring training. I think that's kind of what we'd heard previously. Like that was the expectation, um, especially after, you know, his Arizona Fall League time came uh, to a close. Um, so that's good news. And I, just, I think Brennan Davis is like the number one, like as far as position players that, Number one can really have a shot at impacting this team, but number two that you really want to see impacting this team, like that's like he he was the guy that for over a year was the number one prospect in the system, right? And like sure. you you're kind of expecting him to debut last year at some point, and obviously it didn't happen. So now it's kind of like okay, when is he going to get on the baseball field? When is he going to get called up to the major league roster and see what you know what he can do on this team? And and the Cubs will obviously have to figure out the outfield rotation spots uh, when that happens, but. That's for me is the number one guy position player wise that I want to see come up to his team and, and prove whatever, you know, whatever it is they need to prove at the big league level uh, this season. And there's a scenario where if he can do that, if he can come up and play center field on a regular basis, we've talked a lot this offseason about what happens with first base. Um, is it Mervis? Are they, you know, they're going to sign somebody? Um, but there's a scenario where if you have Brendan Davis playing center field at least a little bit, um, then Bellinger can can fill, be become sort of I don't want to say your your first baseman, but he definitely is going to spend a lot more time there. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll talk about this later, but I'm actually pretty high on Bellinger going into the year. So I think um, that's that to me is you want to talk about a position player impacting your roster. If you can count on Brendan Davis in center field with some regularity, slide Bellinger over to first that suddenly what feels like a really big hole isn't such a big hole anymore. Right. And that's that's kind of like been my, um, I guess, my tug and pull with myself as a fan over the last month as we've talked about free agency and, like, you know, my, my frustrations with the Cubs um, on the second-tier free agent market. I don't care so much if Brennan Davis is, like, a valuable player next year for the Cubs. I just wish that the Cubs didn't bank on that. And that's that's kind of like my issue with with mm-hmm. with that situation. But yeah, he he was the number one prospect going into last season. The only reason he fell to number 2 is because of the back injury that turned out to be not as bad as we all originally thought it would be. And now he's going to spring at least according to Jared Banner that, you know, no he's not going to have any like restrictions or anything like that. So that's good news and you know He's again top fifty prospect in baseball. So if you wanna you wanna you're going into a year like this where not necessarily you're playing on tanking, but you're trying to be a competitive team, giving him the opportunity uh is you know, it's it's a big deal. So I don't know. I, I the only thing that kinda, you know, leaves me a little nervous still though is when will they finally give him the call because I don't think we all think he's going to be on the opening day roster unless he has some huge spring, I guess. But I, I think we can all sit here and say that we don't think that he's has had enough triple a uh, at bats yet. So I don't know. That's where I'm at with it, but it is good to see that he, you know, that he's, he's healthy. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's all chgo.com is uh, Ryan's article. Um, and again, you can still be a, a diehard and get, even more articles and discounts and all those things, but 
this one is just all chjoe.com. Go ahead. Brian. From every Chicago sports team. Uh, I was going to say that uh, outside of Davis, like I said, he's probably the number one guy I want to see. But uh, I mean, Matt Mervis is obviously a, a big one um, right on the cusp. He probably, I mean, if he doesn't make it uh, in the opening day roster, he's probably not that far away. Um, so he's another guy. I mean, uh, Alexander Canario, you hope that he gets a shot at some point in 2023. Um, there's really, uh, uh, again, in that article from Tommy Birch, uh, Jared Banner said there's really no timetable for his return. Uh, so I guess we just kind of have to wait and see when that happens. Um, but even, you know, you go down the list a little bit and, and a guy like Jake Slaughter um, it, it is a name and he only got up to, ten, to yeah, to double A Tennessee last year, hit pretty well there. I mean, you could probably see a scenario where he's, starting the season at triple a and, and you know and plays well uh and he's a third baseman and we you know the cubs third base depth isn't like top tier in the majors so that's definitely some, I, I can see a scenario where he gets a shot in the major league level i mean i don't know how well he has to play next year to get that um he's not on the, the cubs like top 30 list uh, as far as mlb pipeline uh, but he did have some success last year and then Maybe that translates into, into a little bit of major league success if he gets a shot. So that, that's an, that's like an under-the-radar type of position player prospect that the Cubs have right now for me. Yeah, and his other update uh, uh, from Jared Banner's uh, report over to uh, the Des Moines Register with Tommy Birch was that Miguel Amaya is coming along from his injury too. I was surprised mm-hmm. to see that. So, you know, he's a guy that – could appear into the future because we don't know what the catching situation is. We've been waiting and waiting, but injuries and COVID seasons and all kinds of things have gone wrong for him. But another guy that was very, very highly thought of in the Cubs organization and still is, but he's been kind of derailed a little bit by injury. So I think all those guys, every time I hear Matt Mervis, I think I'm going to hear Matt Merton and it drives my brain crazy. It kind of zones out a little bit, but (laughs) I don't know who would be the most important player out of that group um, to emerge. Like, if you could have one of those players or any player on the Cubs emerge as a star, legit star this season, I don't know which player I would say it would be. Like, sure, you would love to have Steele emerge as a star. You would love to have Nico Horner, if he's not already there, emerge as a star. If Mervis or one of those prospects could emerge as a star player or even show that they have that star potential, huge boost in this rebuild system. That's for sure. And I hate to, you know, I don't want to be like the downer here, but I I feel like we have have to acknowledge the reality that Mervis has had one good year in the minors. Yeah. um, And not even that much minor league experience at all. So we're, we're basing a lot of this expectation on one season. And, you know, we've all, I sat through the Micah Hoff powers and the Brian LaHares and these, you know, power hitting first basemen that were coming out of the Cubs system that were supposed to be, you know, the next, uh, next Derek Lee or something like that. And they just turn into 4A players. So um, I would just caution everybody not to pin too much on Matt Mervis is going to come up and he's going to be this guy. You know, I'd, I'd love to be wrong about this. I wrote about it in the round table. I hope I'm proven wrong. Please let me eat these words, but I just, I, my expectations for Mervis are quite low. Um, I don't think like Cody mentioned, I don't think he gets called up until May, maybe, you know, we're talking like maybe two months into the season. Um, and even then keep, yeah, keep ex- expectations low. And yes, Brian LaHare was an all-star, but it was, every team has to send one guy. Yeah, that was just one right. of those years. What was that? Twenty twelve was that the year he yeah. was an all-star? That sounds right. Over yeah. thirteen, it was a yeah. hundred, hundred loss, hundred loss season. So I will um, say this about Mervis, though, is that he did he. It's not like yeah, like yeah, one good year minor in the minors, but he is twenty four going to be 25 at some point next this year probably right that's how birthdays work so it's not like he's super young like pca is for example where i feel like i think we all want to see him do it again where mervis you know he you know had some played in college played at duke and the cubs really liked him going into the draft and they would have drafted him if there wasn't five rounds and so yeah i i'm with you temperate expectations but um it's not like he's 19, 20 years old. It's, you know, he's in his early twenties. And again, 
with tempered expectations. How what 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 much more in the minors do we need to see from the guy? Yeah. I mean, that's just where I'm at with it. But again, that's why you know Mancini or Hosmer. It looks like Dom Smith is going to the Nationals. Pour one out. Uh, like whoever they whoever it is, like like Luke said yesterday, they need an insurance policy. Um, that way, Mervis isn't on the roster and expected to you know put up you know numbers that we don't expect you know what i mean uh or feel that pressure so that's that's kind of been my i think all of our issue with the whole first base thing right now so uh while i said yesterday that like i want to see mervis and i want to see him get the full-on opportunity like they have to find a way to not Give, put all this pressure on him going into yeah. The next you season. can't have all your eggs in the one basket at the like going into next year, especially for a rookie first baseman. But um, I'm going to say steal uh, to to answer that question as far as a, a star emerging. I I, I think steal has potential to be that, and I think that that's the spot where the Cubs could most use a star. Of course, like I don't know that steal will ever be like an ace. The you know, in the sense of like Max Scherzer or Justin Verlander, those kind of guys. But then, you know, like John Lester wasn't at that level truly either. Uh, like John Lester was a very, very oh, good pitcher. Corey's going to be so mad. Corey's going to be so he, mad. He was a very good pitcher for a, for a long period of time with the Cubs. But I mean, I, I wouldn't say he was number one ace. Like, I mean, he was the ace, of course. He was the number one starter for the Cubs for years, but he wasn't like Max Scherzer, Cy Young, candidate every single year kind of pitcher. And I don't think Justin Steele needs to be that either to be a really, really good pitcher for this team and be an important number one starter for this team. I, I think we kind of started making that comparison between him and Lester, um, you know, during the season when that story came out about Lester kind of offering him some advice. Um, and I think that's a, a fair comparison. And if he can reach that level that John Lester was at for, you know, a few years at the top of this Cubs rotation as they're starting to get better. That's a lot of money the Cubs don't have to spend on on going to get an, an ace, right? They have a very good number one starter at that level. If, if that's if that's what he gets to, then I think you're completely happy with that. With with Justin Steele and the Cubs can focus on filling in, you know, the star power and other areas that need it. I see Neil in the chat saying, "How about Saya becoming a star this year?" Uh, I like that, Neil, and we're going to save that for the bold prediction segment because maybe that's on somebody's list. Say this is becoming a star. I, I think he is uh, – I'll just say this. I do think he's a little bit overlooked when people talk about this upcoming team because everybody's excited about the prospects that eventually, hopefully, will get to the major league level. Everybody's excited about the pitching. Uh, everybody's excited about Dansby Swanson and Nico moving to second. But the name that we don't – probably mentioned enough is in my opinion say suzuki so we got our bold predictions coming up uh, thanks to everybody in the chat that has joined today uh live on youtube if you have never been there make sure you subscribe pound the like button all those good things on youtube what are we up to 23 over twenty three thousand now for yeah. chgo oh yeah jordan twenty three thousand jordan number for jordan That's year it. right twenty everything's 23 this year look at that uh first though guys i do want to tell you about green ridge farm because i you know, I'm looking for a healthy snack alternative as I've started my resolution. I, there was some buttercream icing my wife had set aside for some cookies over the holidays that was still on the countertop this morning. And let me tell you, my whole body started shaking when I saw it. I just was like, oh, I got to go try. I got to have some. I held off. I didn't do it. And Green Ridge Farm is a local meat and cheese company offering you a better all-natural option. Makers of all-natural deli meat, sausages, and their famous meat sticks, which are perfect for tailgating happy hour and school lunches. And these all-natural meat sticks are hardwood smoked for eight hours, 16 grams of protein per stick, making them a perfect post-workout snack. So there you go. Uh, Meat sticks come in chicken, black forest beef, jalapeno cheddar, spicy chili, delicious because... They are made from recipes generations in the making and being all natural. They deliver a fresh, flavorful alternative at snack time. Refrigeration section is where you can find them at Costco, Sam's Club, all your Chicagoland grocery stores. And right now, when you order three meat products at GreenRidgeFarm.com, include a pack of meat sticks in your basket. And they are free when you use the code CHGO. So make sure you get on board with that. If you haven't tried them, you don't know what you're missing. Green Ridge Farm, simply 
natural meat. So I'm thinking post-workout, we'll get there. When I get to the workouts, we'll get there. And then yeah. Green Ridge Farm, little meat stick, give you the protein, help build the muscle. And one of the thing is, like, you know, we haven't had a tailgate in a while, and we're going to start right. them back up next football season. I mean, Green Ridge Farms has, was there at every single one, right? Green Ridge Farm was awesome. Um, and the other thing you can do, you go you go to the tailgate, you get the Green Ridge Farm, and then you want to go to the Bears game, and you can buy a Bears ticket from there, right? It's that easy. Game time, use game time. That that's that's our friend. That's our app, and that's where you should get tickets uh, if you're ever needing to go to a Bears game or any other game in Chicago. Because game time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. Ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could? A 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert. It's possible with the game time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on the seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls tickets, you know, Cubs and Sox are starting up soon. Blackhawks still are still going. I mean, I guess the Bears have another game left, but they'll be back be back later in the fall. Um, but that's where you can find the best deals. At, it's, on, it's on game time. Game time is created by the fans, for the fans. Guarantee the lowest price. If you love CHGO, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in our description Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. Very good. Very you, good. You, you, can also, for, you can also use the Game Time app if you go to uh, Evanston tomorrow and watch Illinois and Northwestern. So, Ooh, yeah. cool. A non-top 25 action. team? Yeah, a non-top 25 team. Man. You can go <laughs> get your heart broken in person tomorrow like I will. <laughs> if Illinois loses to... A, a, a Big Ten school that should be in the Ivy League. Uh, yeah. I might have to go take a dip in the lake. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I have never done the polar plunge, by the way. But um, before we get to the bold predictions, also, do, we, do everybody see Rafael Devers signs a one-year 17-and-a-half with the Red Sox to avoid arbitration? Yeah. Of course, that doesn't stop him from doing anything. It's just kind of a formality in my eyes. It doesn't mean he's yeah. staying there. It doesn't mean anything else about him staying there long term. It's for this season. Uh, I mean, seventeen and a half million sounds like a pretty good deal for Devers to me. Yeah, and he's a guy I would keep an eye on come trade deadline because, given what it looks like the Red Sox are probably going to look like this year, um, I could see him getting shopped a little bit. So we talked a lot of, in the last week or so about Devers as a trade candidate now, but. That doesn't mean he's he's off the block in in July. So um, who knows? We want to talk bold predictions. If the Cubs are having a successful first half, maybe oh. maybe they are the buyers mm. at the trade deadline. What's his uh, shout out to, to shout out to Matt Snyder from CBS uh, who made that like his bold prediction of twenty twenty three. Oh yeah, I did see uh, that. Yeah, it came out this past weekend, and all of Cubs Twitter got really excited about it just because of the bold prediction. <laughs> I don't know if any of mine are as bold as – well, some of them are as bold as that, I think, really, to be honest with you. Um, so we each made three bold predictions, right? Um, and I, Hopefully these aren't – Matt Mervis will get called up. You know, that's not necessarily bold. Like, I, I think it's – likely that at the end of the season at the very least you would see Matt Mervis I think based on the roster it's possible he'd be up before that despite um everything you hear but I, I will we'll see um who wants to go first with their first bold prediction I can uh, all right we were Cody, talking about I expect Cody right. to be super bold I I expect <laughs> Cody's to be out there like uh, Miguel Amaya is already better than Yadier Molina. Like that—that's the type of bold I want to hear. <laughs> I should have put that. I should have put that down. I regret not doing that now. Yeah, you can change um, it still. <laughs> well, we were talking about Justin Steele at the you know, in the last segment a little bit, and uh, my bold prediction for him is that he pitches over 180 innings this year. Um, and in this era, I think that's a lot. I mean. We were really high on Jameson Tyon just because he pitched 170 with the Yankees last year. Um, but I think what comes with the 180 innings from Steele is just, you know, that star Bless power you. potentially. Bless uh, you. Bless you. Wherever you, are. Bless you. Wherever you are, bless you. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what I think the, the 180 innings he puts out it leads to, you know, a huge breakout year, which last year kind of was 
if you look at it, you know, at certain parts of the year, right, from June on until, you know, the end of the year where they basically shut them down. Um, I think 180 is, you know, you're – like I said, you know, people are happy if, if a guy throws 150, right? Like, yeah. I think 180 is, is – is a, is bold, I guess. I, I and plus the fact that he hasn't fully proved it for a full year, right? Like honestly, yeah. April and May was was a struggle for him, and like I was, I will, I won't lie, I was down on him in those first couple months. Um, but he really turned it around, so I'm hoping he takes that in next year, gives us a full year, and you know, gives us, you know, we like to compare him to like John Lester as far as vibes and stuff like that. Like that's what John Lester was. He was a workhorse. He was a guy who went out there and if he didn't have his best stuff he still managed to give you five or six innings like if he's able to give you five or six maybe sometimes seven innings over a course of 30 starts then i see 180 innings in his future and i like this one because it's kind of it's bold on two fronts because cody like you said he's you know steel has not really shown that yet in his career but also at the beginning of this you pointed out the fact that in today's game given the way that baseball is, is done and bullpens are handled and starting rotations are handled these days for any pitcher to touch 180 innings is, is a lot. It used to be kind of 200 innings was the, the bent, the benchmark. But now I think that's, you could probably drop that down to 180, 175. So mm-hmm. yeah, this is a uh, last season. I think there was one guy who hit 200 innings. I could be wrong on that, but I thought it was just one guy. Um, and it might, <laughs> And it was I want to say, I want to say it was Verlander, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I don't know who it was. I swear, I when I was looking at the stats related to innings pitched a few weeks ago, I sw- I swear it was just one guy, and I I I think I really do believe it was Verlander, but I'm not it's, fully sure. It's on bold, that. Cody. If I had to go colors, like yellow is sort of bold, then orange is the next bold, and red is really bold, and then the the blue flame is the boldest of the bold. I'd put Cody somewhere between a, a yellow and orange. It sounds like Jared maybe is pushing orange to red. So let's see what Ryan's got. Ryan, you got a, you got something bold for us? Let's go. Uh, so my first one is that uh, you know a Cubs pitcher will throw a no hitter this year. Oh, that's bold. Cubs starter for sure. Like not not just not one of those goes uh, all those combined no hitters. Yeah, the Cub that Cubs starter will throw a no hitter. I don't know who it's going to be. I was I was kind of leaning. Marcus Stroman. Um, there was one. I remember one game later on in the season last year. I think he got like six and two thirds, no hit, before he gave up a hit. Um, and I remember like asking him afterwards about that. I'm like, did you even do you even realize that you're on that kind of run? Like you're not, you're not you haven't given up a hit. And he's like, no, but it's also not something he thinks about because it, the way he pitches, you know, he, he pitches to a lot of contact ground balls. Like it's a lot harder for those kinds of pitchers to pitch no hitters, just because. The amount of balls, the, the the elevated level of balls put in play is just always going to result in probably a base hit at some point, right? Versus guys that could just blow pitches by most of the hitters. Um, but I do, I think, I think one of the Cubs do. I don't know who it's going to be. It could be Stroman. It could be Steele, where he kind of cements himself as that number one starter. Um, maybe James and Tyone surprises all of us and does it. Or maybe you know, I, I wrote. I wrote in the in my my twenty three predictions for twenty twenty three that Kyle Hendricks will throw a complete game. But maybe, maybe that's just a no hitter. Maybe that maybe those those go hand in hand. It's a no hitter and a complete game. I guess. What's Nesky? Somebody Nick G in the chat says what's Nesky? No, no. Someone that, says Nesky's going to throw that's five. Bold. That's that's, bold. that's that's real ball. <laughs> yeah. um, so my second one uh, was uh, the Cubs are going to finish ahead of the Brewers in the in the division. I don't think they'll win it. I think the Cardinals are still that team to beat in the Central right now, and I don't know if the Cubs have done enough to make up that ground. Um, but I do have a feeling that the Brewers might regress a little bit more this year. The Cubs may surprise some people and uh, and will finish ahead of the Brewers in the division. I do think they'll win the, the regular season series between the two teams. Um, that's going to help them kind of jump them in the standings, but I, I think they still finish up behind the Cardinals in the division. All right, before we get to Ryan Ryan's third, I want to know what Jared uh, What's that? Ryan gets to do two before everyone else. Well, he jumped two. ahead. He got very excited. He, he's excited oh, about oh. this. Like, like, oh, I'm going to give him all. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> he's just enthusiastic good. about finishing ahead of Milwaukee. Ryan was so <laughs> bold that he went double bold, and he gave two of them. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, two, that's fine. 
I will be I, honest and, and let you know that I was not paying attention <laughs> after Cody read his first one. So I thought he went through the whole line. Man, he's not even paying to our wow. own podcast. All right, Jared, what, what do you have that's – what's your first bold? All right, I believe I started with uh, – we talked about Cody Bellinger a little bit earlier. And um, my first prediction is Cody Bellinger hits at least 30 home runs this wow, season. Wow, belly bombs. I, uh, I started off – my initial number was 20. But then when I looked at, he hit 19 last year and in still, you know, what has been a, a stretch of a few really down years for him. So I decided to bump it up a little bit. Let's go to 30. Um, it's like I said earlier, I, I'm, I'm high on he's fully healthy or he's, you know, he's going to be fully healthy. He's, uh, he's blue, fan, blue flame blow, bold. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm going big to start off. But yeah. no, I think he's, uh, I think if he's healthy, a big part of what's gone wrong with his swing has to do with that injury at the beginning of the 2021 season. And if that's if he's got that sorted out, if he gets you know gets that swing back to what it was before, you look at the kind of numbers he was putting up his first three years in the majors. I mean, that was a future Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. So um, hopeful that that's you know not even that he's going to get back to that form. So with that in mind, I think you know 30 home runs. Bellinger's going to put him in the seats and the bleachers. Now we're getting closer to the blue flames. Now we're getting a little bit closer. I saw Blue Dabs 420 says uh, he's predicting he's going to puke when he sees Contreras in a dead bird uniform. Uh, Michael Collada says wisdom will not strike out 200 times. Next year it'll be 199. That's blue flame. That's that's a blue flamer. Um, Right. I would actually take the under on wisdom strikeouts next year just because I don't think he's going to play as much. But oh, also, his strike his strikeout rate also has gone down, or it did go down last year compared to 2021. So, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just like thir- uh, 29% instead of like 33 or 34%. I had a lot. I'm, I'm a little bit – I have a Bellinger one that's tied in a little bit with what Jared is saying, but my first one, I think I go blue flamer right out of the gate. Like, I don't, I don't go baby bold. I go big bold, Okay. Uh, big boy bold right here. Kyle Hendricks will lead the Cubs in wins this year. Boom. Mm. Mind's blown by everybody. Why why am I <laughs> why am I attaching my name to something so bold, so crazy, so out there? Why am I going so damn bold with this prediction? Because I never bet against Kyle Hendricks. Number one. Okay. Number two. We're looking at him as probably the number five starter if he's around most of the season. And and we're counting on him being healthy. That's another bold part of this. So now I'm already double bold. But as the five starter, his matchups, he doesn't have to go against the ace. And I think you're going to find out that Kyle Hendricks does really well going up against another team. So he's going to be in the games a little bit longer. Even in the games that he struggles in, Kyle's the type of guy where if he has a bad first inning, which happens a lot of times, he could stay in the game long enough to stick around and still get a win because he figures something out. And when you're doing that against another team's number five, you're likely going to have some runs on the board to support you in that. So I don't bet against Kyle Hendricks. I do think he's going to be healthy. And if I really want to go blue bold, then I'll say his fastball is going to hit 90, but I'm not going that far. I know they're trying to, you know, uptick the fastball. I'm just going to say, don't be surprised. Everybody's counting out Kyle Hendricks. He's talking about Tyone. We're talking about Stroman. We're talking about Steele. Everybody has shoved Kyle Hendricks off into the pasture and into retirement. I'm going blue flame bold. Kyle Hendricks will lead the team in wins. That I, is bold. I wrote about it in the. I mentioned. I think two of us mentioned him in the roundtable. I think all three and, of you did. Yeah, so bounce back candidate. Yes, he was our bounce back candidate, and I even I I even said it like we're all forgetting about him and just sort of writing the guy off. He's only thirty three, I think thirty three. So, and technically, I think that twenty twenty three is sort of like a contract year for him because there was like a vesting option for twenty twenty four, but he didn't you know he didn't qualify for it, so it, it rolls over into a club option, one that. I don't know, unless he's really just lights out this year. Maybe they're not picking. So it's a contract year. He's fully healthy. Mm -hmm. He is Mm -hmm. Kyle Hendricks after all. So, um, yeah, it's it's a blue flamer, but 
but maybe maybe not top of the scale. I don't know. It's 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 up there. It's I'm admit I know I don't know if I even fully believe it, but it's my bold prediction. Okay, I I think there is a path to where that could happen. I don't know if that path is necessarily the best thing for the Cubs. I think you'd like to have Kyle Hendricks have a bounce back season and be in the middle of the rotation for wins, but it, it wouldn't be terrible if he, he totally had a bounce back season. So let's see. Ryan's done two already. Yeah, I did. Cody, do you want to do another one before we go to break? Uh, Sure. I'll do another one. Um, What did I put? Oh yeah. Jamison Tyon will be the Cubs number one starter by the end of 2023. And what I mean by that is he will, um, you know, be maybe he's an all-star maybe he you know he's just he finally gets that uh reaches that peak of what the potential that he had coming into the league is and we talked about it whenever um you know when the Cubs signed tie on and they talked they did, they did the press conference he talked about how he talked with the Cubs pitching coaches for like two hours or whatever just about pitching and all these things Oh, we lose Cody for a second. We lost Cody. Oh, there he goes. All right, the well, prediction I, was so bold that it just it's knocked, right knocked him right off the internet. It, it, it. it was too hot. It was too hot. YouTube was like, oh, we got to censor this guy. This is as yeah. bold as we get. Like, this is, this is unsafe for the community, a, a bold that's prediction right. like this. Um, Tyone, the case of the staff. I mean, that's what the Cody, culture Robert, Robert, the Robert of- from Milwaukee is in the chat, by the way. I'll be waiting for Cody, I was going to say. Robert, Cubs fan in Milwaukee, on board. New friend, I think. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I don't think that's outrageously bold. I think Cody. I expected Cody to go blue flamers right out of the gate, and so I think he's he's playing in the yellow territory right now, like the yellow, yellow to orange. I think Tyone as the ace might be bold, but it's certainly the type of thing the Cubs are hoping for, right? Like. Like what Cody was saying, they're hoping that they can tap into that potential. And even he said it. He doesn't think he's played his best baseball. So they get him in the pitch lab and find something. He's always had that ace potential uh, on his resume. He just hasn't quite lived up to it. So, yeah. Um, Jared, do you want to do one more? And then we'll go to break since Cody's was uh, – Cody sent us into the yeah. Twitter sphere. Or- <laughs> He's been banished into into the ether somewhere. So, um, yeah, my second one might be, I don't know. My third one's pretty bold, too. I I tried to go big for all three of these. That's right. um, Speaking of Cody's, um, I went Cody Hoyer leads the team in saves. That's, you know, I might might get bounced here in in a second for for that one. But uh, (laughs) I I think I think there's. Oh, you did. Joey's like, no, that's too, that's too bold. You can get, get out of here. But um, no, I think so. Probably Brad Boxberger is your guy to start the season. I would imagine. Um, but I really think given the mix of, of bullpen arms that they have, I don't see David Ross really assigning somebody that's yes. that role, mm-hmm. especially not out of spring training. I think it becomes somebody is going to step up and and show that they they should be the guy and cody hoyer has the potential for it we know how um powerful his arm is we know what he's capable of yes he's coming off of the big tommy john surgery he's been out for a long time but i think i i see him as being the one who steps up fills that role and shows that he should be the guy and i'm, I'm envisioning down the stretch later in the season you know come summer into august and september that Cody Hoyer becomes the guy because uh, Boxberger to me feels very much like a, like what we've seen with a lot of these, uh, a lot of these guys is he's a one year deal. He's probably getting traded. Um, so that's, and I, again, I know it's quite bold, but I see him, I see him stepping up and take that spot. I see uh evil wax 73 says Wesneski will not only earn a starting spot uh-huh. in rotation, he will lead the team in wins, lead the staff in wins. That is bold. I'll admit, uh, Jared, I actually had a similar. We're on we're on the same wavelength today. 
I had a similar one in there that I, I deleted out and put something else in. I had Cody Hoyer becoming the closer by the very end of the season. The guy that looks like the closer yeah. by the end of the season. And I think some of that will be depend on when he's fully recovered it and fully back. My only concern or doubt in your bold prediction would be I don't know if he'll get enough opportunities because of when he may start this, you know, yeah. when he actually makes it his first appearance. I don't know if that's straight out of the gate. I think it's supposed to be a little yeah. bit later, right? Oh, I, our other Cody is Cody back. Is back. Um, yeah, I think with the why. last I've seen is I, I, I don't know. It's, it's still too far away to tell, but I think that is yeah. a, a fair question for him is, is he actually going to be ready come the start of the season or is he in a spot where they were going to want to give him high leverage innings early in the season. It might be that in April and May, he's the guy that goes out there in the fifth or something in a, in a, a blowout or, or something along those lines because he hasn't pitched in so long. So right. um, who knows? Um, guys, I want to tell you about uh, FOCO. Ready got you the best coverage of your favorite teams. Uh, so get fitted out with the best sports gear around. FOCO's got you covered from Soldier Field to the fan cave in your basement. North side, south side with hoodies, slippers, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. Get decked out like Damar in apparel from the leader in sports merch and collectibles, Foco. If you're looking for a nice gift for the football fan in your life, you got to start thinking about Valentine's Day already. Foco's got you covered. <clears throat> hoodies that fight that Lake Michigan breeze. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use that promo code CHGO for 10% off. Who is playing the harmonica? Where did that go? That was not me. That was, I got a harmonica. That was coming out of my house. I've got some uh, musician children. Buddy musicians? Are, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've got a John Popper in the house. He's, he's playing his, <laughs> his harmonica. So I'm trying to be strategic with the mute button. You never here, know. But, you you never know? know with a home edition what's going to happen. Exactly. There's some Who entertainment knew we going harmonica? on in the background. Well, they've got a drum set, too, if we want to get real serious. Well, maybe we hold off on that if possible. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, uh, what about Chi-Town Cornhole? Are you with Chi-Town. us? You yeah, I'm here. The cornhole? You guys hear me? I'm laughing at the chat just like Ryan is for obvious reasons that I'm not going to say on, on air. Um, that said, Chi-Town Cornhole, you know, it's a new year. If you- Oh, there he goes. Chi-Town Cornhole. Let me see if I've got it. When we dig around here in my files of Shaitan, I'll take, I met, I'll take over I met Tom. I met you Tom. Met him. You got it, Ryan? Yeah, but you met him? No, yeah, well, he came to the, the most recent tailgate oh. and we actually played cornhole or bags oh, in awesome. a, like a hurricane wind. And he beat me and my partner. I'm trying to think who I was playing with at the time. We, we did teams and we got crushed because Tom not only owns, owns Shaitan Cornhole, but he also dominates at bags. All right, Ryan, we yeah. know your microphone's good. Yeah. If you have the cornhole read, go ahead and do it. I'll take it. I'll take it. So, Chi-Town Cornhole, Chi-Town Custom cornhole, cornhole, the number one cornhole provider for Chicagoland and Illinois since 2007. Our signature box, their signature box, style design, can be digitally printed, covered in vinyl, and painted. Their cornhole boards come with built-in drink, built-in drink holders recessed in on the back, LEDs that light up the hole, and exterior handles for easy carrying, and handcrafted scorekeepers. Shaitan Cornhole is veteran-owned and operated. They can ship anywhere, and they also offer local pickups. Uh, they specialize in corporate designs for your company's next marketing or social event, wedding gifts, and gifts for all occasions, and especially for tailgaters and backyard barbecues. Go check out their website, shytowncornhole.com, and make sure to follow them on Instagram at Shytown Custom Cornhole Boards. Uh, I remember Cody talked last week about how Justin Verlander and Kate Upton probably like to play bags. Um, you can too with your significant other uh, with Shaitan Custom Cornell. Very good. Uh, pause. Uh, Jerry Potts says, bold prediction, Pedro Strope gets an invite to spring training and makes the team. I saw that he would t- kind of like to, you know, make an appearance, try to make a comeback. That would be blue flame bold. I just don't think that's the direction the Cubs are going. Like, they're trying to find young guys to fill that. That's why you didn't see them sign Kimbrell, for instance, right? Like, everybody talked about Kimbrell. It's like, I don't 
I think they're more interested in development than they are in, hey, let's find lightning in a bottle and an older guy and hope that we win the division with that. So I, I, that's just my guess. But that let me tell you, that would be <laughs> that would be bold for sure. Uh, Cody, can we test your mic? Do we have Cody or not? Or is he? Do you guys hear me? Oh, Cody is just as he's just, he's been muted. I he's un- been muted. I, un- uh, I unplugged my mic. Now he's sound like quiet. a robot. Yeah, kind of. Um, <laughs> now he's gone. <laughs> the, the the chat is going to be all over. If they were all the over Cody, and now now he's having technical difficulties. Yeah. So, Mac right, Gregory so, says rare Cody L. I don't know if right, it's rare. Exactly. I don't know if it's, it's just rare, nice but... to win one. If we can get Cody back, it'd be just nice to win one before the end of the show. <laughs> so Ryan, you've done two. Jared has done two. Cody has done one and a half based on his internet <laughs> problems. I'll go with my second one. And this isn't as hot as the other one, but I still think I'm orange flame bold when I get into this. I say Brennan Davis will make his major league debut this season because some people think this just might be a triple a rebuild yourself. I think he not only gets to the major leagues and makes his debut fairly early in the season before the all-star break. And he will flourish when he gets there. I think based on, and I base this almost solely on just the report that there are no limitations was what Jared Banner told the Des Moines register, right? Just today, no limitations on him. He's already there. He's been working in Arizona He's busting his tail to get back to being what he was. We don't hear any, we don't hear the word pain anymore. And remember, this was the Cubs top prospect. And if he's healthy, I love that he, we thought he might make the team out of spring training last year. And then we were wondering like, what, what's going on with him? Why is he struggling in Iowa? I don't think he needs a ton of time in Iowa. If he shows that he's healthy, if he shows he's healthy, and he's contributing, that allows them, if if the Mervis, if, if Mervis does make the team and is playing first base, it's what Jared was saying earlier. Bellinger becomes a more flexible position. Now you can put Brennan Davis into the lineup and you can pick and spot spot, start him wherever you want for good matchups. And you can make it a really nice role for him. So I say Brennan Davis makes his debut this season, not only makes it that he flourishes at the major league level. And so you may say that's not super bold. Guys, he had back surgery, and he went to the fall league, and they shut him down in the fall league as well. So anybody that's coming off back surgery, even if it wasn't structural, for me, it's a big, big deal if this guy's able to get to the major league level this season and contribute and flourish. And I'm hoping and I'm predicting that's what's coming for Brendan Davis because everybody that's ever told me that knows anything about prospects, they all say – Brendan Davis is that guy. He is that guy. Yeah. Don't doubt him. Like every every prospect, every player we've talked to, they all say Brendan Davis is that guy. So if he is and he's healthy, I expect to see it this season at the major yeah. level. Yeah, I mean, I made that prediction in my one. Well, as far as like him being up before the also break, I, I'll buy that he's healthy. He proves he's healthy and performs well enough at AAA to get called up, I guess, relatively sooner than later. Um, you definitely hope to see that. Uh, I I guess we'll have to see what he when that happens, what he can do at the major league level. I like the boldness of you saying he flourishes because I don't I don't know that I would predict that myself. Right. But obviously, that's why it's a bold prediction. Nobody right? uses the word flourish anymore, yeah. so already it's bold. <laughs> that's why it's a bold prediction. But I, I I will buy that he's up before the All Star break, and we'll have you know kind of plenty of time to prove himself this season at the big league level. I can buy that. Uh, Luke, I think I buy it too, just because like you said, maybe the bigger question mark is health, not ability or amount of experience in the minors. It's just a question of, is the guy healthy? If he's healthy, then I don't see any reason why, why he can't do that. Right. All right. Well, I mean, I, I think it's, you know, I, I still think it's bold, but I also think it's realistic. It, it, it's a possibility. Uh, and again, if, if you're just tuning in, Cody's having all kinds of technical difficulties. He thought we were doing a buzz prediction. His phone, his his microphone's been buzzing. It's not bold. It's buzzing. We're having a problem with that. But we're on our bold predictions. Ryan has made two. Ryan, give us your third bold prediction for the 2023 Chicago Cubs. So this wasn't as bold as when I first said it or when I first wrote it in there. And I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, man, I could have gone bolder. 
I said Dansby Swanson tops 30 homers. Um, but I, I don't know if that's bold enough, you know, I, I, cause he hit, he hit 27, two years yeah. ago, 25 is last year. You look at his like baseball savant page. If all his homer or if, or if he was hitting solely at Wrigley field, he would have had 33 homers. I, I don't think it's bold enough. I may, I may, now that I think about oh. it, I'm, I'm going to go up to 35. I'm going to go up to 35 for Nancy Swanson. I, I, had homers. Same, I had 30. I had the same number. And just like I did with Jared, on on the, the Hoyer one, I took it off. I thought thirties. It's 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 maybe not bold. It, it is bold, yes. but it's not like blue flame bold. If you say Dansby Swanson's yes. going to hit thirty five bombs, that's blue uh, flame bold. That's where I'm at. 30, 35 bombs. Like I said, like wow. I, I had a lot of time to think about it. Thirty as thirty seems a little bit bold, but it also seems doable for him, right? It also seems like oh yeah, he could hit thirty home runs, and I wouldn't be too shocked. Thirty five feels like a lot for Dansby Swanson. So I'm going to go there. I'm going to go bold. Danzy Swanson, raise it up five. He's hitting 35 home runs for the Cubs. All right, I got a quick question for you guys then. Let's say you have an option. You have one or the other you can have. Dansby Swanson hits 35 homers, but he strikes out a lot. Ooh. So he's he's a little Patrick Wisdom-esque in like the strikeout swing and miss ratio. Would you rather have the 35 homers with – 170 strikeouts, 180 strikeouts, or would you rather have him be closer to like 20 homers and way more contact with the Cubs this season? It's an interesting question because the Cubs do need the pop with Wilson Contreras gone, and they've said yeah. they need the power. That's, yeah, that's I, what I, I was going to first option. Yeah, I would I would say the same, the first option, just because I'm a little concerned about what's going to be a lack of power from this offense, and so. I've got the choice to get somebody who's going to hit more home runs like that. I'll take the strikeouts. I don't love that as a as a hitting profile, but in a team that's really going to be starved for some power, you can get your shortstop hitting 35 home runs. It's re- that's really tough to turn down. It's it, but it's interesting because if you would put the same scenario out there for Patrick Wisdom, most people would be <laughs> angry and say that's a terrible season because he just strikes out too much and all he does is homer or strike out. But if you put that same scenario on Dansby Swanson, it seems like a pretty good season. Yeah, it seems yeah. like what you might want to see. So, anyways, that I I like that one, Ryan. Jared, what do you have for a third one? one. All right, now for my last prediction, this this might be my boldest one yet. Um, and like I said, I tried to go real bold for all three, and I'm saying number three, the Cubs are going to take the second NL wild card oh, spot. Oh, wow! So. I've gone back and forth on, you know, I think I wrote in the round table, they should be at least a 500 team, but I thought, you know what, let's, this is the bold predictions show. So I'm mm-hmm. not here to give you a, yeah. a mild prediction. Like they're going to go get to 500. They're going to win a wild card spot. Um, and I'm, I'm not going to say that this year's team gives me the same kind of feeling, but I do recall going into the 2015 season, um, you know, prognosticating with a friend. And I remember making a declaration to that that person, this 2015 team, maybe they can get to 500. That'll be a good year. And then, of course, we all saw what happened. There are a lot of factors in that. Jake Arrieta's second half was a huge, huge part of that. So I don't, I don't necessarily think that this year's team has the same recipe for that kind of success. But I also think they're, they might actually be good enough that if things go well, um who knows it's a bold prediction after all and uh you know again i'm I'm banking on a lot of things going right you get a bounce back here from hendrix you get bellinger back to form maybe they're buyers at the trade deadline who knows um but if we're gonna go bold i'm going bold and i'll wild card yeah the thing is like it is a hundred percent bold but like we're just doing the math and like looking at the teams like you're saying the Cubs are going to not only take a big step forward, but take, you know, they'll, they'll jump two of these five teams, the Braves, the Mets, the Phillies, the Dodgers, and the Padres. That they'll have to jump oh, two of those. Uh, or, yeah. Yeah. They'll jump two of those five teams with the additions they've made versus right. what the Cubs have made. It's, it's bold. It's bold. Uh, we're saying Colada's thirsty because his, his chat was whatever you're drinking, <laughs> I want some. And let me tell you, you want, I, I agree that Jared's was bold, but again, this is one that I considered in my head and I was going to take it a step further. And then I realized 
this is this is might not be sensible. I was going division winner. I was going to say so bold. I'm like nobody nobody thinks the Cubs can win the division because they didn't do some of the major things in the offseason. But at the same time, I look at the Cardinals, and while they are clearly on paper the best team in the division, I don't think the Brewers. I I agree the Cubs will finish a better record than the Brewers just based on their pitching. But the Cardinals are betting on Goldschmidt, Arenado, Wilson Contreras, names like that. Jack Flaherty can't ever. They have a lot of guys that are really good, but are also starting to creep up in age a little bit. And that's where the injuries start to come in. And baseball is a crazy sport. Just because you have the best roster going into the season doesn't mean you're going to win the division. So I would almost take Jared's one step further and say, well, heck, if we're going to say wild card, why not just say division? So, winner? division. so I should have gone Boulder. Cody looks saying. like. You know, we my my little boy's reading a book called The Pout Pout Fish with the Pout Pout Face, and right now Cody looks like he's 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 the Pout Pout Fish with the Pout Pout Face. He's very upset that his microphone hasn't been working. Cody, let's test the microphone and try number three. <sighs> fucking over this! Is this it fucking is. working? It works. There we go. Bold let's prediction. Go. It works the rest of the show, Cody. No, Jesus that's Christ. Number three. Right. What do you Sorry got? for all my f bombs. Um, I don't even remember. Let me look in the Slack <laughs> channel. Uh, oh, I like it. Say a Suzuki to make the All Star team. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if that's bold or not. I think it's bold because I think a lot of people were down on him. Uh, so, uh, and I say that because a lot of people want more offense. So, but if Say provides more offense, closer to like what he did in Japan, then maybe. Maybe the Cubs already had the guy. So if he does that, then I think he makes the all-star team and the Cubs are at least in the wild card chase. So, I think yeah. he's got some kind of tools for it. I think he's got tools, uh, the ability. Obviously, he has the pedigree coming from Japan. Um, I think there's an all-star in there. I don't know if I don't know if this is the year, but I think there's a potential all-star for Suzuki in there somewhere. Well, I'm, when I wondered about Seiya saying something similar to that, I thought – is it too crazy to say the Cubs would have two outfielders make the all-star team? And then I thought, well, that that's a little crazy. But Bellinger, if he played up to his potential, would be an all-star. Hap is already an all-star. Saya, we think, has the potential to be an all-star. If you had to pick one of the three guys to have an all-star mm-hmm. season, Cody is saying Saya. I don't think that I don't think that's crazy, but I also don't think it's crazy to think Ian Happ would go back there either. Yeah. Well, you think about how dreadful the Cubs' first half was last year, and yeah. they still had two All Stars. I think this team is going to improve. I, I I I wrote it in my predictions. I think they have three All Stars, at least three All Stars this year. Don't know exactly who that's going to be. I think you can kind of give an argument to Ian Happ, Saya is Cody's bold prediction. Um, Nico, Dansby, like those guys have arguments. Justin Steele maybe out of the rotation. Like there's Strowman potentially as well. Like there's there's a few guys that can have an argument. And I, I think that I think the Cubs add another All Star from what they had last year. Even though they lost Contreras, I think they've they have enough good players on this team that if they improve, uh, especially in the first half next year, they can. I think they have a few. I think they can have at least three All Stars. I think that's reasonable expectation for mm-hmm. them and definitely attainable. That is bold. So are we just down to my third one, my yeah. final one for our final bold prediction for 2023? You ready for this? It's a oh, little yeah. bit what we were just talking about, so we won't have to do forever. But I believe I'm going to go on a blue flame boulder to end the show, and that is that the Cubs outfield, Ian Happ, Cody Bellinger, and Seiya Suzuki, to start the season, those three guys in the outfield, will combine to hit 70 home runs this season. Ah, oh, you're saying you. You're saying, Grandpa Stucky, you're out of your mind. You've lost your mind completely. You've gone off into the pasture and you're chasing butterflies. No, no, no. Listen to me. We had Jared saying 30-plus home runs for Cody Bellinger. Then we look at Seiya Suzuki. Could Seiya hit 20? Easily could hit 20. Mm -hmm. And you look at Ian Happ. Can Ian Happ hit 20? Boom. Yeah. I, I, I could easily see that outfield. We keep looking for the power. I could see them turning in more power than most team, most people and most teams around the league probably think. So I'll put it at, I'll put it 70 plus home runs 
for those three guys. And remember, it is possible that Brendan Davis comes in and starts taking some playing time away from those guys. So I'm, I'm counting on big early seasons from those three players. And I saw somebody in the chat, I don't remember who it was, said, Say is going to play in the World Baseball Classic. He should start hot, you know, and be ready to go. Hey, good reason. A couple of early home runs for Say Suzuki. And maybe he uh, is used to the cold weather now in April because he was surprised by it last year. Is that bold? Was that my boldest? What was the boldest one we had? I don't know if, that's as, if that was as bold as – I mean, the more you talk through that last one, that sounded less and less bold to me. Kyle Hendricks is my most bold. Kyle yeah, Hendricks is yeah. going to lead the team and wins. Yeah. might be the boldest thing we said. I think predicting a no-hitter is pretty bold. That's just me. That is bold. Cody Hoyer leading the team in saves is pretty bold. It's bold because he's probably going to miss half the year, at least two months of the year, I would, I would assume, for Cody Hoyer. Like, that, that's what makes it bold. But – I guess we'll see, I thought I guess we'll about, see if Lost name's a closer or not. I thought about putting Jeremiah Estrada as the Cubs saves uh, leader as oh, my bold prediction. Um, but I don't know. I We were only doing three, and I couldn't decide which one to put in there. <laughs> so well, I mean, your second, I one, your second one, you knocked you off YouTube. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah, for you real. didn't want to yeah. go too bold with the third bold. one. Jameson Tyon apparently is just not worth talking about in terms of being the Cubs' best pitcher, apparently. Such a hot take that, yeah, YouTube bumped you for that one. Yeah, they were like, this isn't this isn't safe for society. Um, so I think what we should do here is we got our bold predictions. We're going to save this podcast, and potentially even before the season starts, we might redo this because you never know what's going to happen at spring training, mm-hmm. World Baseball Classic, uh, see guys are healthy. We might adjust these or at least review it. I know we should look back at it at the all-star break, look back at the bold predictions, but I think it's possible it changes enough just between now and April or the end of March that we might want to adjust our bold predictions. But I wanted to get some early in 2023 just to see how wild and crazy we could be. So that was fun. Uh, Thanks to everybody in the chat who joined in uh, with their bold predictions um, we have Gordon Wittenmeyer hopefully joining us tomorrow on the podcast. That'll be fun. You want somebody that's going to have a bold prediction? I would guess yeah. that uh, Gordon might have a couple for you. Some bold predictions, Uncle, some hot takes. He'll, Uncle he'll Gordy will have some hot takes for us. And he might rival Cody and F-bombs. <laughs> and yes, and we might, have to, we might have to go to an R-rated channel on YouTube. It might have, have to be ready be. with the, the mute button. <laughs> filtered out uh i don't know what the over under is on that but hopefully know, matt, matt gregory said uh cody was on the under was two f-bombs today and he he did that he beat that in like two. three seconds like hit three. Were, were there more than two i, I heard two. three i heard oh, three. I, yeah i think there might have been at least three i think, I think and that's a backdoor backdoor over if i've ever, if I've ever <laughs> seen one. <laughs> just a time always take the over when it comes to me thanks that's right <laughs> It's just nice to win one, Cody. It's just nice to win one. We got the up mic is up and running tomorrow. We're in studio. And uh, Jared, you're going to come back on Thursday. Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. I'll be there, be there in person with you guys Thursday. Sounds good. We'll see you guys at 120 coming up on Wednesday. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top rated sports book. Make sure you download the app and use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. We'll see you 120. Until then, harmonica, play us out. Fly the W.